All right, we made it. We survived. We survived. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I know it's going to be a little while before anyone starts uh, watching live on uh, Facebook, but welcome anyway. Welcome. Uh, wearing a hat because I did not do my hair today, so don't be distracted by that. Um, back at it once again. Thank you, Brother Sammy, for uh, having us uh, at World Record Studios. Very awesome. Very, very awesome. God is good, man. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to The Fight of Faith. And uh, have you, as you've probably seen on the other posts that I uh, had on Instagram and whatnot, uh, we actually are pending uh, to be on Spotify. Uh, so we're already on iHeartRadio. We're already on uh, Spreaker Radio, Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're going to be on, uh, I think, other... We owe Google Play, too, but nobody uses that, so I don't really care about that. And uh, iTunes, obviously. So, what's up, Brother Xavier? Uh, good to see you, man. Good to see you. And I will be answering uh, that request uh, that you gave me. Thank you. So, thank you to Xavier. Thank you to Auntie Shell. Thank you for uh, thank you my, to my niece, Shayla. Uh, for everybody who reached out to me, uh, I'm going to be... It helped me actually get the topic of what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be talking about the future. Da, 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 da. future 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 um it's something that i think we all need to uh pray about and be aware of and uh the thing is it takes a strong faith aspect to trust god about your future and uh you should know that the god that we serve is a god that loves you and a god that has a great plan in store for you and uh, he's not planning for your demise he is planning for you to be an overcomer and he is even though we may make mistakes along the way, there's something called grace. And grace empowers you to fulfill God's will in your life. And it doesn't, and the, your mistakes and your shortcomings, your failures, whatever, it does not hinder the grace of God upon your life. That God has a strong plan for you and He knows uh, what's going on, He knows the mistake you're going to make. Uh, he is in tomorrow. He's already been in eternity past. He is yesterday, today, and forever. So, therefore, he is able to make the necessary adjustments according to your mistakes and the choices that you make and uh, still have a planned, successful end for you. Because Jesus himself said, you may have tribulation in this world. And you will. Trust me, folks. If you guys know, you will have tribulations in this world. But take heart, for he has overcome the world. Amen? So, um, let's open up with some prayer requests, okay? So like I said, thank you, Xavier, uh, who's watching. My little cousin, I love you, bro. And uh, I just wanted to lift up uh, Brother Xavier. He has a friend named Elizabeth that needs some help. So we're all going to come in agreement. And uh, without going into too much detail, we're going to just lift them up in prayer because Elizabeth, our sister in the Lord, is going through something, okay? Whatever it may be, we believe that God is a big God. And God is uh, nowhere... Uh, to be distant he is nowhere uh to be found uh with a deep deep search out there no he is here he is with you because he promised you that he'll never leave you nor forsake you so i just want to encourage elizabeth wherever you are i never met you i don't know who you are but i know that you are a child of god and you have a purpose in your life so with what xavier told me pretty much uh, all we know is that there's some uh financial troubles there's some worry about that um, she's worried about the future, what the future holds. And, um, and there's some family issues going on, especially, um, you know, I guess 
she's not getting along with her mom as as well as she should. So um, I want to encourage you, Elizabeth, and anyone who else can relate to this. Okay. So the first thing I want to address is that uh, the financial troubles. Trust me, you're preaching to the choir here, brother. I, I own my own business and uh, is not as luxurious as everyone would assume. It is very, very hard. And, uh, you know, nothing is easy, uh, you know, if it's worth having, you know. So if you're having financial troubles, just know that you're not alone. Uh, just know that um, there's a lot of available material online where you can educate yourself, not only in the Bible, but to manage your finances, to manage your time wisely and see if, like if the job that we're doing is actually worth it or uh, we can look at our budget see what's going on so there's a lot of uh, material available to you in that aspect but um but scripturally i just want to encourage you with one promise that is very common when it comes to needs being met and that is philippians 4 19 and uh that is when the lord promised you that it says that your god shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So that means that whatever you need, you know, when Jesus was preaching on the Mount uh, and uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and he was sharing uh, the gospel and sharing uh, the word of the Lord to thousands of people, uh, one of the most famous speeches ever uh, was, do not worry. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live, right? Uh, and he said, for the Lord will take care of you in these things because those are what you need. You need a place to live. You need clothes on your back. You need food in your belly. You need those things. So whatever means is for those things to come your way, that is God's will for your life. And uh, as, long as, it longs, um, excuse me, as long as it lines up to the word, as long as it uh, is legal, you know, that he is willing and able to bless you in that area to make sure that you don't have to worry. So if God promises that he's going to supply all your need, it's not according to your riches. It don't matter about how much money you got in your pocket or what's your background, what job you work. No, if you trust in Jesus and you trust in the Lord and all your heart and don't lean into your own understanding, oh, how am I going to pay this bill? Lord, I'm worried about, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know what to do here and there. No, just trust the Lord and what he did, amen, because he is faithful and his word is true. So no matter what your bank account look like, no matter what your stomach feel like, no matter uh, what the housing situation look like, no matter what your family situation look like, just remember who God is and keep your eyes on the prize. And that's Jesus, because if you seek first the kingdom of God, all those other things will be added unto you. So if you just seek first Jesus, he's going to make sure that he's going to take care of you. Make him first. Just, just don't worry about the money. Don't worry about mom and dad. Don't worry about your future. You're scared of what is going to come of your life. Nah, man. Just seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus, because he made you in his image and he has a plan for you. And that goes into the second segment of, uh, of what I was talking about. And uh, when she was worried about failure. Um, and I want to read something out of Jeremiah 29, 11 when it comes to uh, your future, okay? So we're going to open up the Bible to uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, okay? So I'm reading out of the, the New King James Version, okay? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, well, let's read from 10 to 13 because this is going to be the basis of what we're going to be talking about, okay? So the basis of this whole podcast is going to be Jeremiah 29, uh, verse 10 to 13, 
And from starting from verse 10, it says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years uh, are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. For 11, uh, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, but to give you a future and a hope. Okay, so then you will call upon me and and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Okay, and you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. That's deep. Okay, so let's I'm going to break this down uh, throughout the podcast. But um, for verse 10. Let's focus on that for now, because it because it uh, pertains to what Elizabeth is going through right now. And let's talk about for thus says the Lord that um, no, I'm sorry, for verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you and says the Lord that thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That means the king of kings and the Lord of lords has a plan for your life and you have a future. You have a future that is hope. You can that's your hope right there. That you don't have to worry about what's going to happen because your life is in God's hands. And uh, so hopefully that can bring some encouragement to you, Elizabeth. We're praying for you, Lord. We pray for Elizabeth right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for meeting her where she's at. Thank you, Father God, for just meeting all her needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for always, Father God, just meeting your need. Thank you, Father, uh, for encouraging her in this dark place that she may be in with her family or her financial situation, whatever it may be. Thank you, Father God, that you are with her wherever she is. I pray for her relationship with her mother, that uh, you that you mend uh, their relationship, that you uh, continue to bless the relationship. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, uh, Xavier, for your uh, prayer request. Um, but also... I want to uh, address also uh, my my Hanai auntie, Auntie Shelly. Um, so uh, she has a prayer request for her friend, Ron. Now, Ron is going through a uh, situation right now. Ron is uh, going through a bone marrow transplant. And so obviously that's a very serious situation. So we want to pray for you, Ron. Thank you, Aunt Shelly, for, uh, for your prayer request. And Lord, I just want to, I just pray for Ron, God. God, Lord, meet Ron where he's at right now. In Jesus' name, I ask that you just cover him. I ask, Father God, that you be with him and that your angels surround him and protect him and keep him all his ways in in his uh, pathway, his absolute life and abundant life. Thank you, Lord, for a speedy recovery. I ask that you touch his body and heal his body right now in Jesus' name, from the crown of his head to the tip of his toes in Jesus' name. I ask, Father God, that you have your way in his life, that he comes to know you in a more personal and intimate way. I praise you, Father, for who you are and for having your way in Ron's life in Jesus' name. Amen. So I don't know you, Ron, but I pray that you have a speedy recovery, brother, and uh, keep us updated on how you're doing, all right? Um, so, and also I have some questions uh, from my folks. Uh, um, my first one is from my from my niece, Shayla. Shout out to... W E uh, W T C win the city Las Vegas right uh, to that's all my second family right there uh, for my niece Shayla she has a question not really a question but I mean it's a, it's observation because kids like to be curious right so here is what uh, Shayla asked she asked can God control you okay so this is awesome guys it keeps the podcast rolling so thank everybody for your questions and all your submissions and all that so the question is can God control you now, can he? Yes. 
because he is God and he can do anything that he wants to. Uh, nothing's impossible with him, right? Nothing is too hard for him. He's a big, big God. But will he control you? Nah, he gave you free will. He gave you the choice to follow him and he gives you the choice to do bad, to do good, to do the right thing. And uh, he gives you a choice to follow him. He's not going to force you to do anything. But what he asks of you, though, is to lay down your life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, right? Because what he needs is an empty vessel to use for his glory. He wants to use you, uh, Shayla, whoever is watching, Elizabeth, Xavier. The Lord wants to use you to do great and mighty things in this world. But it requires us to lay down our life. We cannot be doing our own thing, man. We cannot be having our own plans and uh, thinking that we're in charge and uh, thinking that uh, we're going to plan out our own life and expect it to work out that way. Nah, man, I'm sorry, but that's not how it goes. You know, uh, what? what's really uh, the, the aspect about control, about God controlling you? Let's look at the fruits of the Spirit. Okay, so if what the fruits of the Spirit is, if you're living a life after Christ and you're allowing God to make these necessary changes in your heart, that means these fruits of the Spirit is going to come up out of your life and going to be evident in your attitude, in your reactions, in your day-to-day -day life. Because people all around the world, when they see you, they're going to see what kind of tree you are. They're going to see these fruits. And if they see these fruits I'm going to lay out to you right now, then that's evidence showing that the Holy Spirit is in your life and making those necessary changes, okay? So the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, okay? So the last one, main one being with this question is self-control. God wants you to be able to control yourself, not to live so carnal and so subject to your flesh. Like, oh, I got to have a cigarette. Oh, I got to have a drink. Oh, I, got, I need this drug. Oh, I got to do this. Like your flesh controls you or, does, or do you control your flesh? Okay? Because what God needs is a life in submission to the spirit, not uh, being hindered by what our body wants. Our body is very confused. If you're led by your emotions and your feelings and your flesh, then your life is going to be very, very inconsistent because our emotions are up and down with the weather. It depends on, you know, how much money you got. You're going to be happy, but things are rough with the wife. It's going to be down. Like, so you, we cannot trust these emotions. They're not consistent. But the one thing that is consistent is God because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we root our life in his word, then we're going to be consistent. Amen. Uh, so another question, uh, a random question from my brother, Pineapple. Uh, Josh, a.k.a. Pineapple, he said, is it hard to drive an 18-wheeler? Because <laughs> I'm a truck driver. And you know what? At first, it is very, very scary. But um, you know what? It's not that scary after you get used to it. A matter of funny, like I got a funny fact, is that I never drove stick shift in my life. Matter of fact, Josh was the one who tried to teach me stick shift in a church parking lot, and it was not happening. It was not going well. Uh, and I didn't do well at all. But uh, later on, years and years later, I ended up learning how to drive stick shift in an empty, uh, empty semi-truck on a Coke parking lot. And I got my CDL license, and that's how I became a truck. Um, so anyway, I'm going to keep going because it's saving now. 
So, um, yeah. So, Josh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for submitting your uh, your question. I appreciate it, brother. And, uh, you know, it's not that bad to drive a truck. It's, I know it looks scary and it looks big and, like, intimidating. But in actuality, when you, act, when you get behind the wheel, you put in your hours and you do what you need to do, it's not, it's not hard at all. Especially, it's just your job. Just drive safe. And the thing that <laughs> being a truck driver really taught me is to be a safe driver, to be patient, you know, not to rush things, especially with a with a fully loaded truck. Your total gross weight for your whole vehicle, your trailer, your load is totaling up to 80,000 pounds. So you have no right to be in a rush anywhere. Right. So uh, that's that's what I would say about the driving the trucks. And so I had another comment uh, on my Instagram story from Dolphan. 7171. Uh, uh, when I said, oh, does anyone have questions or comments? All he said was just be faithful to God. Amen, brother. I, I am in agreement with that. I will continue to be faithful with God. And uh, he is good and his mercy endureth forever, forever and ever. Amen. So, uh, so yeah, so the topic of this, uh, the topic of this uh, podcast is going back to what, uh, what we were talking about earlier is about, um, your future, you know, your future is in God's hands. If you allow it, we want the Holy Spirit to be evident in our lives and we want everything to be according to his purpose. Then we got to lay down our life for Christ. We got to, Jesus said, whoever tries to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me shall gain it. And so that's a very interesting fact about how, how do we pursue Christ? We do it relentlessly. We do it without abandon. We do it uh, with no hesitation because he has the best plan for our lives. He has the ultimate plan that is the most successful, the most blessed plan that we can, way better than anything we can come up with, right? So that's the reason that I want to, so I'm going to use Jeremiah 29 as a basis of what we're going to be talking about. So again, thank you everybody for submitting the questions and the topics uh, for the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I really needed that help. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just praying that everybody, uh, is blessed and, uh, continue to, uh, to prosper. Amen. So I'm going to continue this podcast going on Jeremiah, uh, 29. Okay. So let's do that. So let's continue. So Jeremiah 29, let's continue. We had some issues with, uh, with the broadcast, uh, there was losing of some signal, whatever. So we're going to continue, uh, we're kind of where we left off. So I'm going to be reading from Jeremiah 29, okay? And we already answered the question for Elizabeth. And uh, and the more for her, it was Jeremiah 29, verse 11. But um, I think there's more to it with verse uh, 12 and 13, okay? So verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Now, a lot of people, that's a very short, uh, that's a very short and sweet scripture, but we, it's very easy to look over what, of what it's talking about. So it says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. Okay. So we should always look forward to calling upon the name of the Lord. We should go upon, just be ready to go and pray to the Lord because he said, I will listen to you. Isn't that amazing? Like, isn't that something that we should focus on? Is that like, if you're praying for your future and you believe in God, like, oh, I don't know what to do uh, for my uh, my job. 
my career or my future. I don't, um, I have trouble with finances or whatever, and you need help. It says right here in Jeremiah 29 verse 12 that you can call upon me and go and pray to me. Like the Lord is inviting you to involve him into your life. That he wants to be the center of your life. He wants to be the direction in your life. And uh, go ahead and call upon the name of the Lord. Pray to him because he says in the end of verse 12 is that I will listen to you. That's deep. So, so how do you know that you're listening to God? You know that if you pray according to his word, God is going to be listening to you. But how do you know if the voice that you hear is from the Lord? Let me make this very, very clear for you guys. Okay. The most important thing is hearing the voice of the Lord through the word. That is the most important thing. Because when I was younger, I used to get so caught up in trying to find God's will by hearing a voice in my head or trying to find a voice like, oh, Justin, marry this person. Okay, let's go. You know, or are you seeking or you're seeking uh, um, another thing like, oh, Justin, take this job at Coke. You know, like, okay, but, but if you go after voices, then you kind of open up yourself to, to confusion. You should be opening yourself up to the Holy Spirit in the word and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the will of the Father through the word. So why don't you read the word and get to know God's thoughts? Because in the old covenant, they said, you know, his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts, which is still true. But they gave us, as in the epistles and the apostles that wrote this book uh, that were inspired and influenced by the Holy Spirit, said that we have the mind of Christ now. So how are you going to get the mind of Christ if you don't spend time with him, if you don't hang out with him? Because this is how I would break it down to someone who wants to know the will of their father, the heavenly father. When you, if some, some of you may be still living to, with your parents, right? Some of you may still be uh, in, uh, heavily involved in your parents' life, which is great. But imagine the same relationship that you have with your physical father, like, say, I, I lived with my dad for a long time, for like 20 years, right? From when I was born all the way till I was about 20, 21 years old. I moved out, I think. Let's say just for round numbers, 20 years. Do you think after spending 20 years with my father, do you think I would know what he would do and would not do? Right? After spending 20 years with my father, I, and if you give me any circumstance or any situation, I know what my dad would do. Just because I know how he is. I know how he acts. I know his likes and dislikes. But he's not there holding my hand every step of the way, telling me, Justin, you should take that coke job. Oh, Justin, you should marry that girl. Justin, you should not go that way. I mean, God can work like that for you, but that's not what I seek because I know the will of my father. I know because I spent a lot of time with him, right? Same thing with your heavenly father. Go pray to him. Spend time with him every single morning. Make sure that you remember that is the most important relationship in your life is with your heavenly father to spend time with. And I know it's easier said than done. Nobody's perfect, but that is how we know what direction we're going in this life. If you're worried about your future, especially to those who are in youth or uh, graduating from college and you don't know what to do, take a step back and just focus on what's important. Serving, serving your church. Uh, what gift do you have? Can you sing? Can you play guitar? Are you good on computers? Uh, do you have a nice smile on your face and you can greet people coming into church? Serve in the church. It can also might be able to be a good uh, internship uh, for a reference on your resume for your college or something, right? You cannot go wrong serving the Lord in church. As long as you keep your priorities straight and you just keep God first, not church first, 
then there's no going wrong. You can prosper in that, okay? So when you serve the Lord and you're living for him and you have Jesus in your heart and you believe that he died for your sins, you believe you're going to heaven, and that alone is a major hope that you have. Like, wow, I'm going to heaven one day because the price that Jesus paid, that is awesome alone, right? But to be applicable to the life now, he has given you an abundant life. He promised that he given you life and life more abundantly, Zoe godly kind of life. And so if we st step back and take a look at the situation, it's not just about going to heaven. It's about having a higher purpose in this life. It's, it's, it's more about just knowing what God wants for you and executing it. Because you know why? It's not about you. It's about serving others. It's about saving others. It's about helping others. That's what life is all about. And so that is the purpose for us, to worship God, to love God, and to and help others, to reach out to others, to save souls for Christ. Amen. So that should give you a broad direction of where you should be headed. You know, like there's a lot of pathways in this life. But remember that don't go where everyone else is going because the Bible says that wide is the way, the pathway to destruction, but narrow is the way to life. Okay. The life of Jesus that he wants you to live is not necessarily always going to be the same one that everyone else is doing. Don't follow the crowd. Follow Jesus. Amen. So here's the final scripture um, for about your future that you may be worried about. Jeremiah 29, we did 11 and 12. Now let's go to verse 13. You will seek me and find me. And when you search for me with, with all my heart. Let me read that again. So when you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Are you looking for God? And are you searching God and you're trying to have questions answered by God? He said, seek him with all your heart and you will find him. That's awesome, dude. So if you just tell your mind to be quiet, forget about all the doubts for a second. Forget about all the worries for a second. And just know, just be still and know who God is. Be know that he is God. That he is able to turn your situation around. Know that he's able to do anything that he can. He can nothing's impossible with God. So if you have faith in him, trust in him, man, that if you seek him with all your heart and don't doubt in your heart and you're seeking God, Lord, I need a purpose. I need a word from you, Lord. I, I need some direction. I, I need to know what your word says and I need help. Then he's able to honor that request because you are seeking him with your whole heart. So it says that if you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. Jesus is there waiting for you. So why don't we just... Remember that we're not, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people down the street and want to knock their face in. That's not how we do things. But how we do things is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers and darkness and authority and principalities. The spirit realm is the real enemy. The enemy, Satan, the devil, that's the enemy. Not your neighbor, not these people that are getting on your nerves. Remember, it's a spiritual battle. So be equipped. Be equipped to put on your armor of God to fight the good fight of faith. Remember to always seek God first. And hopefully that will give you guys a better picture of what your future is supposed to be like. What gifts do you have? What talents do you have? If you don't know, serve in the church. I guarantee you, your gifts will come forward and you'll have a better realization of like, oh, I didn't know, but I'm really good at doing this, right? And that will give you possibly some direction for a career, or uh, just go out and do stuff, serve people, uh, volunteer, 
help people, you know, like that is going to cultivate your gifts and allow the Lord to work these things in your life to bear those fruits that we were talking about. And you're going to have love, you're going to have kindness, you're going to have joy, you're going to have self-control, you're going you're gonna to have all these, these gentle, the, the gentleness of God that's going to be upon you, the joy of the Lord. And people are going to look at you and say, what do you got that I ain't got? And that's Jesus. Because when you go out there and you're not, you're not going around to everybody and shoving the Bible down their throat, but you're walking in love with everybody. And, and if they need prayer, you pray for them. If they need a healing in their heart or in their life, you pray for them. And you, and you pray that heaven touches their, touches their soul and, and, and takes over their life in Jesus' name. That's what it's all about, guys. So I know that's not, I know it's not a specific answer to some situations that you guys may be going through, but that is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And so just pursue him, just like Jeremiah 29, 13 said, just seek him with all your heart and you will find him. And don't be ashamed to do that in the public place or in your, in your closet or wherever you want to go to pray to God so you have clarity and no distractions. Pray and seek the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean onto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him so, you, so he can direct your path. Amen. So I love every single one of you guys. Uh, sorry for all the delays and the signals and everything that I had, but I love every single one of you. Thank you, thank you for the submissions, for the prayer requests. God bless you, Auntie Shelley, uh, um, uh, Xavier, Elizabeth, Shayla. Thank you, everybody, for contributing. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. Love y'all, and remember to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Take care.